Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing who may replace the Avengers in Phase 4. That's right, we got us a commissioned episode, yo. Hit it! Hey guys, we're breaking in uh, for a little, a quick a quick note. Um, today, we are very excited to announce that we have a sponsor. It's HelloFresh. Uh, we're going to do the full ad read in a little while, but I just wanted to throw it up top to let you know that, um, it's kind of a new thing for us. We've only had full-fledged sponsors a couple of times, and this is uh, coming through a new avenue that could be a normal thing, and it could be a big thing for the podcast. So if you are the type, if you haven't tried HelloFresh yet, and you're the type that would want to try it, and you always want to think of a way to support the cast, but you know the Patreon is too much or whatever, uh, go buy some food. you got to buy food anyway. HelloFresh. Uh, <laughs> you're already buying groceries. Yeah. Just buy it from them. Just buy it from them and use our promo code, and they support us. It's pretty amazing. Um, for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash MCUCast60 and enter the promo code MCUCast60. Um, we're going to do a full read later, but I just want to drop that in up top to let you know it's coming. And in case you didn't listen to the end you and you wanted that discount, yeah. Peace. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. We are doing a commissioned episode today from our good friend Jordan Pierce, who has been a supporter for all, like over a year now. And we're just getting yeah. to his... His 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 uh, commissioned episode right now, and we're so excited to do it. Uh, Jordan wrote in um, his his commissioned episode was: Do you think the Avengers will be the main team in Phase Four, and do you think a new team will emerge? And he wants us to discuss about uh, the, the, the different members and the different ways they might introduce the new teams. So we are going to oblige. We're going to talk about what team will replace the Avengers if they will replace the Avengers. So we came up with a few options, and we're going to just kind of spitball and talk about the various things that could happen in Phase 4. First off, we talk, we, the, one of the main reasons we have this discussion is because Kevin Feige, over the last couple of years, has been saying, after Infinity War... Everything will change. Uh, he keeps saying that the MCU will not look the same. It'll be different. Um, so uh, we're, we're assuming that one of the major things that drives the MCU is these Avengers movies. So in what ways will they change? Will they not have these big movies anymore? Will these tent poles not be what it drives toward? Um, and I think that's interesting. Um, but we are going to make two assumptions uh, for this conversation that are not necessarily... Uh, the truth, but they're, I feel like they're pretty good, solid assumptions that we are going to have to live with for this conversation. Uh, the first one is Fox, the Fox deal will go through and that Marvel Studios will own Fox properties for phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That includes X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, uh, Wolverine, all of those properties will go back to Fox uh, major ones for the Avengers team could include things like uh, Kang the Conqueror and Galactus. Yeah. I mean, how cool would it be if they've... Ah, I'm just so excited. We're, we're, this is going to be a good discussion. I'm excited because <laughs> I'm already like thinking... like like I, Wolverine was often in the Avengers as well as the X-Men. Because yeah, he was he just was, the most popular guy. for a long time. If they can, if they can replace uh, Hugh Jackman well... And if they replace him, who knows, maybe they'll convince him back. But Hugh Jackman has said that he would join, like he would come back to be Wolverine if it was part of the MCU. Has he said that? He has. Hmm. I haven't he heard that. He said that in interviews. Is that is since he quit? Because I, I think he'd said that 
before. Yeah, he said that while they were promoting Logan. Okay. He's like, you know, this is a great swan song, but I would come back if it were in the MCU. Interesting. Well, that, that makes me even more interested. I don't know. Like, part of me wants that. Because I he's think getting he's getting old, though. He's getting old. Uh, part of me wants to just see them do something different, you know. Um, so, so, so I'm. I don't know. The whole, the whole part of me feels like if they if they bring him over, it makes all of those movies canon, and it kind of ruins things in a in a way because you know you know how much <laughs> I care about canon, and I know yeah. that if they bring all those characters over, they're going to bring them in some sort of alternate universe way. I realize probably. Um, We'll talk about that though. But yes, that's all. That's all coming. We're going to talk about that. Um, the second assumption we're going to make for this conversation is that the snapture will be undone in some form, either partially or whole. Um, so the snapture will be undone. Thanos will be defeated, and half of the universe will be returned and restored. Yeah, and I'm. Guessing we should say spoiler alert for like literally everything and anything. Yeah, if you're listening to this, it's a it's a spoiler alert for everything. <laughs> you're already in. It's done deal. Yeah, it's it's too late. You're already spoiled. Stop. <laughs> um. So, what will the teams be like in the next decade? And we came up with, I guess, what we think are the four four best options that we think are are likely to happen. And, and we'll probably talk about all four, and then we're probably going to talk about what's our favorite and what we think is most likely. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm going to talk about this first option is the Avengers continue as normal. Yeah, I mean, that's the most obvious option. Like, once everything is restored, then we can just get back to business as usual, and they can keep bringing in, you know, $2 billion per film. Uh, for the Avengers. Right, exactly. And it's just Avengers. But see, that's the thing. It's like, a lot of times things have uh, a lot of times they have shelf lives, and a lot of times the fifth or sixth in a series doesn't do as well as the second or third, you know. And it, it could be that they want to shake it up. Maybe they want to rename the team. It could, it could be Avengers, and, and I almost consider this lumping into the same. But um, they could rename the team. But we're, we're, what if just Avengers five? is Avengers 5. That's all it is. You know, Avengers, whatever the subtitle is. They don't, they've stopped, they don't really use uh, numbers. They've never yeah. used numbers. But um, Yeah, I mean, they even separated um, Infinity War from being part one and part two to Infinity War and then, you know, untitled at this point. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I wanna, still salty about it. I want to say we make one more assumption. Okay. We didn't discuss this before the cast. Uh we assume that Cap and Tony are no longer active Avengers. I think that's a fair, safe assumption. Not that they're not, dead, necessarily. Yeah, not but, necessarily that they're dead, but their contracts ran out. You well, know? Or they're just retired as Avengers or whatever. Um, Cap and Tony are, are not around as 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 Avengers as a regular Avengers anymore. They might still work in like uh you know some capacity of tutelage or leadership or whatever, but uh they're not they're not out there in the field. They're not they're not on the team for whatever reason. Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah, I can see that. So so who would be on this new team? Who would be on on Avenger? Who would be an Avenger? 
Uh, let's talk first. Like we've we've got we've got a few that are we feel like are pretty solid. They're in the universe now. Um, yeah, do- I mean, um, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Falcon, Spider Man, Spider Man, um, Black Widow, uh, Black Widow, Ant Man, the Wasp, Hulk, Thor, and uh, and um, Hawkeye could still all be around. Um, they, they could they could they could move on as well. I feel Scarlet like Witch. Uh, Scarlet Witch, great. I, I don't think Thor is going to leave. I don't think they'll kill Thor. And so I think Thor will always be around as a uh as a possible Avenger, um, even if he's not on this version of the team. I think that they'll probably pass the hammer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well it's been said recently in interviews, uh like why was Groot able to lift the hammer when nobody could lift Mjolnir, but you know, Stormbreaker was whatever. And the Russo brothers have said, you know, it's simple. The enchantment's not on Stormbreaker. Yeah, you still have to have a substantial amount of strength to wield it. Like it takes skill and strength to wield it, but the enchantment's not there. So with that, the hammer could be pretty easily passed off um, mm. to well, somebody see, who to is me, worthy of wielding it. To me, if you're not passing Mjolnir. You're not really passing the power. You're not passing the hammer, even. I mean, is it's more of an power axe. Of Thor. Not you're not. Yeah, you're not passing the power of Thor. And part of that power is um, having this infinitely, infinitely heavy hammer that that uh, that only he can wield. Like that's part of his his power. I feel like if that's not part of the new character, then that's not even really passing the hammer. That may just be a new character. I mean, they could have Valkyrie step in as some sort of defender of Asgard. Um, she was in the Defenders, right? Right. <laughs> um, she, she, she could she could step into anything, but or any any of the other Asgardians could step up. But I don't think they're they're not becoming Thor unless there's like like they did in the comics where they actually give that character Mjolnir and the powers of Thor. I think it's it's reasonable to assume that because Odin enchanted the hammer, enchanted Mjolnir, as far as we saw it, uh, he enchanted it in the first movie and then threw it to Earth, it would be reasonable for Thor to do kind of the same thing, but, you know, like, pass it off to whoever he feels is worthy, yeah, and saying, like, whosoever wields this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor, and then hand it to them, and then they, you know, they just hold it. And they're like, oh, wow, this isn't that heavy. Cool. Mm. Do we think any of the Guardians will join the Avengers? Uh, I don't think so. I think that at least one of the Avengers will be on the Guardians team or at least, like, go with them. Right. And we, we've talked about that, and I think Thor is a good candidate for that. Thor is. And um, he had a really great dynamic with them in Infinity War. He did. I, and I and I I don't know if they did that to te- to throw out a test to see how he, see how people would like that, or if they did that to fulfill the fans that wanted that to happen, yeah. um, and then they're never going to do it again because it kind of his whole thing is protecting Asgard and fa- and like helping his people find a home and everything, um, and it's kind of weird if he goes off with the Guardians. Well, I I think that he might be able to use the Guardians as a uh, a channel to find a home for Asgard. That's possible. If they don't do the whole, like, you know, bring Asgard to Broxton, Oklahoma kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and it's true, like, someone to be... 
part of the Guardians to me, being a, being a Guardian of the Galaxy, like being on that team, is you kind of have to live on the ship. Yeah. Because you have to have that relationship that grows. But he could easily feature heavily in a Guardians movie where he's like on an adventure with them, similar to how uh, Hulk joined him in, a, in, in Ragnarok. Um, he's yeah. there the whole time, but it's still a Thor movie. I don't know that I would want, actually thinking on it, I don't know that I would really want Thor to be in a Guardians movie because he's got such a commanding presence on his own that he basically turns their scenes into, like he just commandeers their scenes and makes them his scenes. Yeah, I think that is definitely a risk you run. And I also think it's a risk in a overusing Thor and making him kind of a joke. Yeah. Because all of yeah. the Guardians are kind of jokes. Um, they yeah. are also very, uh, very um, meaningful and heartfelt characters when they need to be. But, and I guess Ragnarok kind of did the same thing to Thor, where it's, it's, it's very jokey, jokey, jokey. Um, it kind of softened him up a little bit. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's part of why he seems like he might fit with the Guardians now so well, because they've softened him so much. Well, I think after after he deals with Thanos in his own way, you know, like you killed my brother, etc. Like once he deals with the emotions that he has for Thanos, he's going to grow up and mature a lot and be the ruler of Asgard. Hmm. And that's part of why I think he might pass the hammer off is because he says, you know, I have to be the ruler of Asgard, and that means I have to be here for my people. I can't be, you know, off somewhere else doing whatever with Mjolnir. I need, but that, you know, Mjolnir, or sorry, Stormbreaker does need to be out there. Somebody has to be out there with this power to protect the the nine realms. So you go do that, whatever. And and maybe as the new, like, whatever, all father or whatever, he'll like enchant, enchant Stormbreaker and pass it on to someone else, you know? Yeah. That's very possible. Um, so, We've discussed a lot about who might be on an Avengers team in the future. Um, And it also just depends on what the threat is, which we've talked about a lot. Like, will the Guardians be back for every Avengers movie? Or is this like an Infinity War specific? Like, are they going to move on and be part of this cosmic area? Will the cosmic universe be more cut off in the future? Or will they need to be returned to the battle every time we have an Avengers movie? Because it seems like a long way to go. Um, I mean, it is a long way to go. And... Not every threat f- that the Avengers face is a cosmic level threat, and that's kind of really where the the Guardians come in is strictly on the cosmic level threats. Right, and I, I do think this is something that I want to discuss in general about the the movies going forward. Is um, so far every movie has sort of ratcheted up. Everything gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, the escalation factor. Yeah, in 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 Avengers one, I mean, they did face facing a. Uh, an invading army, which was huge, but then they faced an extinction level event uh, that they had to stop in the, in the second movie, and then uh, in the third movie they had to try to stop. <laughs> <laughs> they failed a half universe extinction level event. Yeah, like the, the, it's getting bigger and bigger, and and to some point you get diminishing returns when you do that because you just can't get bigger forever without it being ridiculous. Yeah. Um, now, I do think there are some places they could go. We have discussed them uh, on our Villains episode, which is just a couple episodes ago. So if you um, want to talk about the Villains, we, we did that for a couple hours, um, a couple weeks ago. So check out our Who Will Be the Next Villain in Phase 4. Um, but 
um, I, I think they're going to need to bring the universe kind of back down to Earth a little bit. Not necessarily Earth, but back down to single characters facing single problems, if that makes sense. I, I just think they're going to have to tell smaller stories at some point. Yeah, I think that the, there's a, a way that they can do it. Um, telling smaller stories that all link to a larger story that's not necessarily a Thanos-level event, but is definitely a cosmic event. And that's uh, if they were to do Secret Invasion for, like, an entire phase. Right. And we, we've talked about that. And that's that, that could be really small personal stories that develops into a really large event. Um, yeah, and, and, and that weaves that web, that tapestry of the MCU. Everybody's got their own thread to pull on, but they are all connected, and then they all do link up to this larger. They tell this larger story, and they're part of this larger thing. Yeah, the more and then the they more realize it, the more we talk about that idea, the more I want to see that. Um, <laughs> and the more I want to see that, and, but and I, and I feel like our option too that we're coming getting close to talking about is going to almost disrupt that idea. I think that's a great idea. And I'm worried that the, our option two will almost, uh, cover up them doing that, but I guess they could do it in a later phase and it'd be just as, um, just as appropriate. So, uh, if that, if that's the characters, um, who do you think might be, uh, new, new care, uh, new characters they might introduce to join the Avengers? Like, who they who they could bring in from the comics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. P- people that we haven't seen yet. Do you have any ideas? Um, I like the idea of like Wonder Man. Okay, Wonder Man is a phenomenal thing. They've actually already kind of set up. Simon Williams is the character. Uh, he was imbued with ionic powers and. Um, was a bit of a villain at some point due to Baron Zemo being a dick, but then like turned around and eventually became one of the Avengers and was like a founding member, I think, of the West Coast Avengers. He was an actor, though. And Simon Williams has already been portrayed in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There was a Simon Williams film festival. That's right. By and it was Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, and he'd be wonderful in anything. So Yeah. Especially that role, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I just you you won me over with Nathan Fillion. All you had to do was say Nathan <laughs> Fillion. You didn't really have to say the character. Who's the best new Avenger you can think of? Nathan Fillion. Oh, just it's Nathan Fillion. Put Nathan Fillion in there. Put Malcolm but Reynolds. What character? Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> um, <laughs> Malcolm Reynolds. Malcolm Reynolds. Of course. How uh, how could I forget? If they do do Secret Wars, we just got to bring in the Firefly universe. <laughs> yeah, totally. It'll be perfect. Um, okay. Um, so other people that we might see, I think Wolverine uh, is like a pretty good bet that he's going to yeah. be an Avenger. We, we already mentioned it, but talking in this particular category, I think Wolverine is almost, you know, it's got to happen. I think depending on how well DC's Aquaman does, we might see Namor the Submariner come up. That's possible. I do think uh, there's a later. Um, one of our options that we're going to get to, one, our option number three, I think that Namor has more likelihood in showing up in. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Namor could be good. Um, I, th- I feel like they've... 
because they had sold off so many other people, I feel like a lot of the the, the new characters, if they get, fo- it, it, we're assuming for this conversation that they get this Fox deal goes through, if they get all those characters back. I think a lot of what we're going to see over the next few years is them bringing in Fox characters. Yeah. Um, the Fantastic Human Four. Yeah. Uh, the Human Torch thing, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman could all be members of the Avengers. Every one of them. <laughs> I'd really like to see She-Hulk. And I know that there are a ton of people in the world who are like Hulk-verse fans that would love to see She-Hulk be a fan. Yeah, I would absolutely love She-Hulk. Um, she's smart, right? Uh, like yeah. The character of She-Hulk is, is intelligent. Yeah, she's a, uh, she's a lawyer. Well, I know, I know that, but I mean, I mean... I mean uh, she retains her intelligence. Retains her intelligence. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that'd be awesome. So who do you think is your number one choice to lead this team? Uh, if we if we had to, to cut out the original four Avengers, let's say the original six Avengers, because I feel like Black Widow. Honestly, I think probably Black Widow is my number one choice. Because I don't think she's a leader, though. I think that's, I could see her being a teacher. Well, see, I think that's what would be interesting, first off, is that she's the most – say, like, all the other four of – five of them either die or are crippled or are put, up, put off or, you know, they kick Tony out for crazy time travel shenanigans or whatever. Um, <laughs> they're all gone, right? And then they yeah. have – and the only leader – the only person with any avenging experience to, is, like, Scarlet Witch, Vision, and um, – and 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 Black Widow, and I think no. especially with them talking. What what do you mean, Captain Marvel? That's true. Captain Marvel could be it too. I didn't think about Captain Marvel. Uh, we haven't talked about Captain Marvel yet, but yeah, Captain Marvel is another good option. But I think uh, Black Widow um, having to kind of step up and like sort of ascend her programming. Like she's she's already been like being a good guy, but still using her sort of. Russian, um, Russian agent abilities over the years, but like having to, having to turn and take and use them, use a different skill set, like could be interesting because she just wants to, uh, she, like I, her leading people is funny to me. I think that could be fun, but yeah. I think that's my favorite. I don't think it's most likely. I think Captain Marvel is probably more likely because she's going to have years of experience as a hero. By the well, time. she's going to have years of experience as a hero, but she's also got her military background. That's true. Where she's a leader there. That's true. It's funny. You mentioned Captain Marvel. Um, it's possible they're going to need to replace Steve Rogers, and they're literally going to do a story where someone is in the military, and then they fight a you know extra dimensional threat, and then or or you know spatial threat or whatnot, and then they are suddenly. Uh, jumped decades into the future, <laughs> where I don't I don't see what you're saying. What do you mean? <laughs> it seems Are you like saying that there's a parallel. It seems I like see it. They're very much creating her as an analog to Captain America, and so yeah, that's very possible that she could be the new leader. Um, good call. I still think Black Widow as leader would be a super fun story, but uh, I I think it would be interesting. But I'm but I'm with you that that's more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think that she would be more up for being a teacher um like in an avengers academy kind of scenario where you know she's training new recruits and you know trying to help people deal with their powers sort of like uh if if you watched young justice how black canary dealt with their team okay uh cool 
Yeah. Um, and I think that's about all with that option one. We talked about kind of who would be on the team. So that is if Avengers continues to be the main title, and we don't really get new teams, we just get the Avengers, and they keep being the big tentpole every two or three year films. Um, that's kind of what we're thinking uh, the teams could look like. And I also think Doctor Strange could be an interesting choice for leadership. I I don't think that he'd be a leader. He's but I think he, he just has other shit to handle. I think is yeah issue. yeah he's he's so up his own mystical ass yeah and you know dealing with his own mystical problems that like nobody could even fathom and right he's, he's his head is way too outside of you know Avengers level stuff for him to be leading the Avengers right right you need someone who's well see and I feel like that's kind of the case with Captain Marvel though too. Part of the thing about Steve Rogers is he's not a cosmic person. He's not a, he doesn't even fly. Like he's like, he's kind of an on the ground hero and you kind of, he has to be there on earth. (laughs) He's grounded. He's, he's he's literally grounded. Um, and, and he has to kind of, he can, he can spend his time, uh, doing what he has to do to lead the team because he isn't out in the universe stopping every major threat. Um, and I feel like Captain Marvel may be too big for that. But maybe not. Uh, maybe they maybe know. they're gonna need someone in the future who can be everywhere. That's and, my thought. Is that like with the the escalation coming up? Uh, you know the the thought of escalation at least. Every threat that we have, the everything that makes sense in the future is going to be a big cosmic style thing. Because like, there's not really much that the earthbound villains can do for against the Avengers team. Now, like Zemo was kind of a thing, but he's in prison. So, Oh yeah. No one breaks out of prison ever, ever. Not in the comics. They're done. Once you're in prison, it's over. That's it. (laughs) That's why the Punisher has that rule. He does where he doesn't kill anyone. He just puts them in prison. Yeah. Because the system works. The system works. Uh, All right. Let's move on to our option two. So, option two is uh, Secret Wars to Ooh. kind of merge our uh, our upcoming universes together. Now, Secret Wars, following the Secret Wars 2015 uh, style timeline, wherein, due to crazy circumstances, all of the Marvel multiverse got kind of smashed together into one world called battle world and there were sections of it for each universe like where they came from and there were warring factions and things like that so you know the ultimates universe had its own little section the 616 had its own little section the cancerverse had its own etc and with that we could have a you know an x-men zone a fantastic four zone um you know all of these things but the the main issue with it, it was that um, Dr. Doom is the one that made Battle World, so he made himself the God Emperor Doom. So everybody had to kind of come together to defeat him. Hmm. I was, uh, I was, I was watching some internet video today, and they were talking about Dr. Doom and how in the comics he can enter the quantum realm. And how one of the uh, one of the things that they might do with this Infinity War, if they get this Fox deal in time, they, you might have a post credit sequence where, you know, they've they've used the quantum realm in some way to either travel through time or 
or to uh, bring everyone back or whatnot. And when they bring everyone back, who comes with them? But Doom, who maybe has been in the quantum realm for like some time or whatever. Um, yeah, and that could that could be an interesting post credit sequence. That could be a great post credit sequence, especially if they did Doom right, like just like real, you know, Doctor Doom just standing there ready to go, fully be, armored, fully armored, fully caped, like just looking like Doctor Doom. That'd be super fun. Oh man, and you know, in the comics, Doctor Doom uh, is a sorcerer for the most part. He can use magic, so it would be really cool if Doctor Doom had been, like, stuck in the quantum zone or the quantum realm since, like, medieval times, and he was, ar- like, he was fully armored because that's what it was in that time, and he had a cloak and everything, but he was a sorcerer from that time period. Interesting. And then something like, you know, the Ancient One stuck him there because that's the only way that they could deal with him, so she stuck him in the quantum realm. Hmm. That uh, would be neat. That could be neat. Um uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's. I always say as much as you can stick to the comics. Yeah, uh, yeah. just because those stories are beloved, and say like when they make changes, just to make changes. I'm like, all right. But but I, I do I do I, I think if he he came out and it turns out like maybe, um, the Fantastic Four were in there too. I don't know. They bring them all out or something. Could be cool. Could be real cool. For Secret Wars, they would have to set up a good while in advance that, you know, these incursions are happening where these universes are starting to collide and the scientists of the MCU, uh, see that the universes are going to collide and destroy each other. So they have to try to find a way to fix it. And then, um, you know, somebody decides that it's a good idea to do something and, you know, merges all the universes. My thought on that is that, we see somebody like Norman Osborn infiltrate somewhere and obtain the infinity gauntlet as a, like, this is our only means of stopping this multiverse level threat. And he uses the infinity gauntlet to make himself God Emperor Osborn of battle world. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They could use the gauntlet again. Um, Okay, so my my biggest problem with this theory of bringing in Secret Wars um, is it assumes the X-Men and Fantastic Four have been living in other universes. And the yep. only way I think they would do that, the reason they would do that, is to bring in the X-Men movies that have been, you know, at different times popular and at different times panned. Um, and, you know, bring in the actors that played them in those in those universes. I mean, bring – the crown jewel, of course, being Hugh Jackman. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, Patrick Stewart and – I was um, going to say, crown jewel is Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I think they're great, but I think that, like, uh, Wolverine is – Wolverine is where the money's at. If if you Wolverine get if you get Logan is... back in in this thing as Hugh Jackman, it's gonna be hard. he's like the only one that I feel like is hard to replace. The others have literally all been replaced already, and I and, know, man. and nowadays, to pretty good effect. Nowadays, Deadpool is gonna be your crown jewel. That's true, and they should not recast Deadpool like ever. Period. <laughs> well, I mean, ever's a long time, but no. They, Literally ever. They absolutely should not recast Deadpool just to fit him in the universe. Because, honestly, he just fits in the universe. Uh, just like... 
pick him up and stick him in there the way yeah, he is. Absolutely. And, and honestly, Colossa and Negasonic Teenage Warhead could come too. Like, it, it'll be fine. It'll be totally <laughs> fine. Um, those movies yep. don't need to change. Uh, Colossus to as MCU. is. Yeah, Colossus yep, as is. Big goofy Russian accent. Oh, yeah, I love no, it. I'm de- I dig it. I'm I down. It. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> but my my biggest problem with this is you've got to bring these people from another universe, and there's not a good Fantastic Four universe to choose from. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the and first one point. of them has Captain America in it. So like, yeah, that that. That really well, actually, that'd be pretty amazing if 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 Chris Evans' contract as Captain America has expired, he'll now be returning as the Human Torch, <laughs> uh, reprising that, his role after fifteen years away. That could be kind of amazing. Um, no, but they're not. Just, there's not a good Fantastic Four universe to choose from, and then the X Men universe is so spotty. Like they've done such a good job keeping the Marvel Cinematic Universe sort of. This pure thing. Consistent. Um, it's consistent for the most part. Very few little like errors here and there um, that we can. I can mostly ignore. It hurts my brain a little bit. There's like this itching on the back of the brain when I feel these inconsistencies, but I just try not to think about them. Um, but <laughs> but uh, there's just not a consistent X-Men universe. There's a lot of them. There's like seven different versions of different things that have been time traveled or changed or whatever. And it's just, it's not clean. And as much as I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I would give him up if it meant they could bring in the X-Men and do them properly. Yeah. And I'm not saying they didn't do them properly for the time, especially the first X-Men movie is great for its time. But we've just, we, you know, movies have moved on, and they and the X Men movies haven't, and there's still that uh, Apocalypse felt like a 1990s X Men movie. Yeah, uh, it really did, and it just it, they don't, it didn't have the, it didn't have the pathos that these other Marvel movies have, and it didn't have um, any of the depth that these you know, Marvel movies have. This past weekend, I went to the theater and watched a movie that was not in the MCU. And uh, it's a big blockbuster action film. It's Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, yeah, I did too. Um, And while watching it, the whole time, I was just like, yeah, this is, you know, this is pretty engaging action, but, like, where's my character development? Like, where's my story that I care about? Like, where's, where is any of this that Marvel has for me? Right. Like, Marvel's got everything in spades. And, like, it really gave me a new, like, renewed appreciation for how well marvel tells a story of a hero uh you know i don't necessarily agree with you about fallout i actually really liked fallout but i didn't say i disliked it It just it was just an action movie um i think it's one that this one fallout particularly more than any of the others kind of relied on previous films a lot more um, yeah, and I think of the they are mostly just action movies. I don't disagree with you, but I do think that the character of Ethan Hunt just I really like the character that will do anything to save the world. The like yeah. Jack Bowers, Ethan Hunts of the world that just like they're sort of tortured and can never be happy. I I just like that character as a snapshot, and I like watching. The, they're my favorite kind of characters in action movies. It's it's the James Bond character. It's it's the like. It's the it's 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 the doctor from Doctor Who. Like it's the character that like 
he doesn't have to grow or change because he he can't grow or change. It's kind of the point of his character. You know, like if he grows too much, then he can like maybe find happiness and then you're not going to like him anymore. <laughs> like he <laughs> yeah. kind of has to be miserable. And I like those movies because it's like this guy just doing everything he has to, throwing everything away that he has to, sacrificing everything he has to th- sacrifice to save the world. Because it's just he has the skills to do it and he has to do it. And, and no it, one else can. And I loved in Fallout they have this great scene where he talks about why he left his wife. Um, yeah, I, I thought that scene was awesome. Um, they yeah, talk, they, like there were some there were some touching moments. I haven't seen the other Mission Impossible movies, so oh yes, I can't is. really say that like you know the story gripped me from the other ones. And I could see that there were points where I was like, I don't know who that is, but they seem to know who that is. So you know, it it draws on the other movies, and like that's oop, sorry, and like that's good. Yeah, that's that one, that's can, one of the things we like about the Marvel universe. Yeah, um. <laughs> they can pull their own continuity and like that. Like that might be a turning point for Mission Impossible for me if they could, you know, get that continuous story that actually was relevant to itself right well and i think they they kind of have and this one was that you just didn't you haven't seen the other ones so you yeah have, it didn't hit me because i haven't seen the right, other ones. right right i'm just just wanted to point that out that i really like that movie a lot um okay. it's it's really good um i just like all the mission impossibles i think they're they've been pretty they're pretty fun. good all the way they're really fun and that's what I go to them for. And the whole, they're fun and tense and like my heart skips a beat. I have a really good sense of direction. Yeah. I've really, when I go into a movie theater and I leave the movie theater, I always know which side I'm on, where my car is. Like I can really tell where I am. I just yeah. don't really ever leave my my body. I totally left my body during Mission Impossible. And I didn't realize it until I like went outside in the movie theater and I was like, where are we? Like what? I don't even know what side of town I'm on. Uh, like I didn't remember what theater we were at because I got I so did that same thing. I got so engaged in that action in that movie that I lost. I lost myself. I didn't know where I was when I got out. So I kind of did the same thing. Like I walked out the door and I turned left. I think it's mostly because I usually park toward the left coming out the door, but I parked on the right this time. Right. Well, this was this was the and I was IMAX. Like, I'm not over there at all. This was the IMAX theater that I go in every single time to see every IMAX movie. It's it's like the theater I go in more often than any other theater, and I walked out of that theater and I was just like, I don't know which way the lobby is, and I don't know <laughs> I don't know what theater I'm in right now. Like I just completely lost myself. And I think it's because the movie was so engaging. So I just want to say, good movie. Um, okay. but I, I hear your point. It's not. It's the, the, you're not as nearly as engaged in that movie, and 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 it kind of takes a little engagement to understand all that character depth. Um, and I don't think those movies do have the character depth. There's not character growth, which is which is can be an issue. I don't find it an issue in those movies, but uh, I love that Marvel in every movie they make gives a little bit of character growth. Yeah, but all of that to say, you know. Marvel has that that depth of character and that growth of character that really tells the good story. And it, I have a new appreciation for it. Right. Um, and if they were to do this Secret Wars uh, story, it would be really hard to get all of the depth of character for like the X-Men and Fantastic Four people from either have like if this was the 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 reboot basically like if this was the 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 moment where they rebooted those universes 
with new people, right? It would be really hard to tell everybody's story in you know a one movie. No, and and I think that's. I definitely don't think that's what they'll do. That's why I think if they do the Secret Wars, they're going to, um, they they're going to bring in those other universes or at least the X Men universe. Maybe they'll do a combination. Maybe the X Men will come in through Secret Wars, and then Fantastic Four will be in the Quantum Realm, and that just will find both teams around the same time or whatever. Um, mm. But I just because there's just not a Fantastic Four universe they want to pull from. I, I can't imagine them pulling from the. Uh, the Trank universe or the, you know, the early 2000s universe or maybe the Roger Corman. Um, <coughs> come on. Perfect. <coughs> it's the best Marvel movie. Um, oh, God. So that physically hurts to think about. <laughs> if they do, if they do bring in um, characters like the X-Men in Secret Wars, um, how do you think they'll do it? Do you think that, I, I feel like the only way they could do it is like you're talking about through multiple movies where you first like just start having characters either disappearing or going into battle world or whatever, like little Easter eggs that lead to the big movie that is Secret Wars. Avengers Secret Wars. Yeah. Um and you know what what do you do in the meantime? Like what does everybody's story look like in the meantime? Is, is it like, you know, are the, the scrolls responsible for it? Do we have secret invasion going on while that's happening? Like, yeah. You, do you combine those stories? Is that too much? Is that too full? Cause yeah, also, is that too full they, all, they almost always try to tell a self-contained story in each of the movies as well. So if you have self-contained villains in every movie and then you have the scrolls in the background and then, and then you culminate the scrolls storyline, uh, with Secret Wars, that just gets uh, that gets a little crazy. I, 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 it gets I'm, absurd. I'm kind of into it, but it gets a little nuts. <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm, I worry with with Secret Wars that if they are going to do it, that they'll do what they did with Age of Ultron, which is turn where they just condense it all. Yeah, into they a really week. they really condense it down to where it's not really telling the full story, and you don't get much out of it. I'm I'm a little concerned that they'll get do that. Yeah, I mean that's that is a concern to have. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to say how exactly they could do it. Like Secret Wars is such a big event that it kind of needs to be its own thing, right? And that and that's hard to do when you're trying to bring in new people and every it's it's like Stan Lee says every every comic book is someone's first comic book um like yeah you don't want their their first movie to be se- the middle of Secret Wars like that's just yeah tricky. and that that's just not an option anymore though <laughs> right 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 with these they, movies well they're doing so far they've done a good job of it now Avengers movies less so um and. That's that's my that's my fear is that they'll try to fit all of Secret Wars into one Avengers movie, yeah. um, a few post credit sequence, and then one Avengers movie, and then you're just <laughs> like, oh, what? I don't know what this is about. Yeah, well, like Cap Three was probably the first movie where you absolutely like Civil War. You had to have that prior experience of everything that's gone on. Like you didn't have to see every movie individually, but you have to have at least like seen two movies and then read some stuff like heard people talking about it to kind of understand where everybody sits beforehand and that way you can follow along 
And at this point, like Infinity Wars, you know, if there was a secret invasion, secret wars, whatever, like you can't just come into it like that anymore. Like you got to know something. Right. So, yeah, I just don't think, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't think this is the way they're going to do things. I really don't. I don't think think that this is going to happen this early. I think we're, yeah, that's true. They might do it later. Um, but I, but but then if they do it later, it's just going to be like an alternate reality story, which could be super interesting. It won't be bringing in, I don't think this is the way that they're going to bring in the X-Men. I think the X-Men, they're going to reboot them completely. Um, yeah, well, I think that they're going to reboot the X-Men in their own universe and then smash them together. Hmm. Interesting. Same thing for the fantastic four. Like once everything is kind of established in their own universe of like, these are good movies and now we can bring them in. I don't think then so. they'll smash them together. I don't think so. And here's why. If okay. Marvel studios has the ability to use all of the clout it has behind it to start, say, say they're going to make a, a, a an, an almighty X-Men movie or whatever. Like, like that, that sort of like tells the story of the early X-Men. And maybe they're set in today's time. Maybe it's just like Jean Grey, Cyclops, um, Iceman, and Beast. And it's like set in today's time or something. Um, and they have the chance to make that movie. Why would they... Or or if it's set in the 40s, whatever. Why would they miss the opportunity to let Captain America be in that movie? It's hard to say. Like, they have always used the fact that their universe is one thing as part of the reason why you're going to these movies. And if they start a new universe, and unless they telegraph it in all the marketing that this is leading towards Secret Wars, um, and I just don't, I just don't see them doing that. I don't see them like a four movies ahead being like, we're going to start an X-Men series that will eventually lead to Secret Wars. I think if they're going to do Secret Wars, they're going to want to surprise us with Secret Wars. But I can't see them starting a second universe. They've got one universe. Why would they start a second one? Why would they like lose the unified universe? I think if they're going to start the X-Men, they either cre- do what they did with sort of Captain America and go back and tell a story and give it a reason why the X-Men have been around but a secret. You know? Um, Fighting their secret wars. <laughs> a different kind of secret war. Or uh, just have them start now. Have the X gene be a brand new thing. And maybe there's a few people who had it before that kind of like, like, um, like Professor X and, and, and Magneto. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I just had a really great thought for that. You know how uh, we're expecting that the snapping, the snapshot, whatever, will be undone. And <clears throat> we're assuming it's going to be like Cap and Tony and everybody coming together, kind of undoing the thing. What if. Part of it, part of it is that like Tony Stark gets a hold of the gauntlet and undoes everything, and he has to put everybody back together. But he's not—he's not a geneticist. He's not a, a biologist. So he, by any he means. introduces the X gene. He kind that. of accidentally introduces the X gene to the population. Yeah, you know that's not how it would happen though. No. Um, how it would happen is he thinks he can improve on human beings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, that would so happen. Oh, oh, Tony Stark. That's Tony's character. He thinks he's got oh. a good idea. 
<laughs> and then the and then the whole rest of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is questioning like whether this whole X Men thing was a good idea. <laughs> it's like, oh totally man, you know, I felt the Russo brothers just now. I felt them go, oh god, that's a great idea. Go <laughs> rewrite it right now. <laughs> We gotta reshoot that. Call Robert Downey Jr. We're reshooting this now. Yeah, Stevens and McFeely, or whatever their names are. Is that right? Stevens and Christopher McFeely? Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Marcus yeah. and McFeely. That's it. Yeah. The yep. Writers. Yep. All right. So <laughs> that's 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 one option that we'll get. Uh, you know, the teams will be uh, embroiled in secret wars, and then we'll get kind of a weird conglomeration of teams in secret wars. Um, but I just think I, that's my least favorite. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think that that's not likely. Uh, yeah. Just because I can't see them bringing in those X-Men. Or I can't see them bringing in the Fantastic Four movies, period. And I think it's a, a long shot to think that they'd do the X-Men movies. That's, a, that's our first two points. We've got two more options for how the teams could go that we're going to talk about after we tell you about our sponsor today. Yeah, our sponsor uh, this week is HelloFresh. Uh, if you don't know, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so that you can receive a box, cook it, eat it, and enjoy it. And I gotta say, like, I really did enjoy the box that I received. I gotta post the pictures on, on our uh, Facebook feed because, uh, like, the, the wife is a photographer um, with her phone. And she took pictures of the food that I made. And, like, you know, I went to culinary school. So my first thought with a subscription box food type thing is, like, what do you mean people can't cook? Like, people really order this kind of thing? But then when I got it, I was just like, okay, well, that's three meals planned out for the week. I didn't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. And that was, like, a huge thing. Like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to plan for that. Yeah. I don't have to shop for that. It was great. It was so great. Um, the, the box just came in the mail. And it comes with really good instructions uh, that even I can follow. Jeff over there is actually like a chef. Uh, yeah, I went to culinary school. You went to culinary school. I did not. So for me, it was like, oh, I can actually follow these instructions. All the instructions were clear. Uh, all the nutritional information was super valuable. Um, I don't, you guys all know that me and Jeff in the past have all tried for different weight loss things. And um, I'm actually doing really well right now. I'm down 64 pounds, and about 10 of that was last week eating HelloFresh. Um, like, I literally lost about, I think, 7 or 8 pounds last week. Nice. Uh, which is huge. And it just it's all portioned out for you. Um, and yeah. a, a big part of what I ate last week was HelloFresh, so that was awesome. Um, and, like, not only is it already portioned, but it's, like, it's made of fresh... Uh, responsibly obtained ingredients and you know like everything is really high quality stuff it's just it's a it's a package of high quality stuff and that's the thing that i like is that it's a package of things like here is a bag it is your meal (laughs) like yeah there's an onion in there there's potatoes in there like go to town with this you don't have to worry about any of it yeah very little measuring. It's all just in there. It's all just there. You just use this much of this thing, do it. And, it's, and you have that much of that thing. Simple and convenient. Yeah, for sure. No buy-in weird ingredients you don't need. It's 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 just yeah. super, it's super great. Yeah, like you look up a recipe on Pinterest and it's like, what what's a shallot? Like, what does that look like? <laughs> and then you go to the store and you're like, I don't know what shallots look like. 
and somebody's like, oh, yeah, it's a little purple bulb. It's sort of like an onion. It's like, okay, but is it a purple onion or like, yeah, is that another name no, for it? It's all, like, it's all right there for you. And let me tell you, I got some serious uh, brownie points last week with the girlfriend. Oh, yeah? Because I, uh, I, uh, was able to make all the I made I made all the meals myself, which do, we do cook a good bit, but often she cooks and I uh, eat her cooking and I I do the dishes. But last week I did all the meals and all the dishes, and she was very pleased with me. And it was just following this directions, and it gave me how much yeah. time it was going to take. It was just it was really great. I mean, it's it's simple recipes on a pictured step by step instruction card. Where, like, on one side, it's got your, what it's supposed to look like, your nutrition facts, and you flip it over. It's like, these are the things you're going to need, and here's your steps, and here's what each step looks like along the way. It's really simple to follow. Absolutely. It can help you discover that excitement of cooking. Yeah. I liked not having to plan for the those particular dinners. Like, all of it was just set out. Like, the, the wife and I have been talking about how we're going to uh, do groceries from now on because like we both enjoyed it so much. Like part of our grocery budget is just going to go toward HelloFresh now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Cause man. it was, it was so great. It was, you know, like she likes that it's new and, and fresh and engaging things. Uh, I like not having to plan for those particular nights. Like I can just do whatever. Um, and I really like that everything was so quick and convenient because most of the recipes are just like 30 minutes, you know, one pot. You kind of just, just throw everything together, especially if it's if it's a, a family plan, you know. They, they have yeah. a family plan option where you get four servings worth for either two or three recipes per week. And, you know, they, they specifically pick stuff to go with picky eaters. Like, I've got a picky eater. And he ate the pork and poblano tacos. Oh, wow. Yeah, he loved it because he was excited about the cheddar burgers. And, like, that's kind of expected. He's a cheeseburger kid. But <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he ate, you know, he liked the, the herb chicken cutlet. He was, he was excited about the cheddar burgers. But he devoured the pork and poblano tacos. Like, I did not expect that. That's awesome. I loved the pork poblano tacos. Oh, yeah, they were so good. Yeah, I, I, those were, those, that was my favorite meal we had, and I, I, I really liked it a lot. And yep. I thought I'd like the burger more, but I, the pork poblano tacos, that's, that's the cool thing is trying something different, you know? Yeah. Um, well, guys, uh, so it, it, the way you can support the cast uh, and, hel- and, and help these guys out for helping the cast out, there's, there's, they're, they're uh, supporting the cast today, and we thank HelloFresh so much for that. But the way you can do uh, be a part of this is go for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com slash MCUCast60 and enter the promo code MCUCast60. Um, and you won't regret it. It's really good food. Um, and and I, I had thought it was really easy to cook, not too many dishes. Um, you're going to love it. Try HelloFresh. Again, for a total of $60 off and $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash MCUCast60 and enter promo code MCUCast60. Okay, guys. So now we're back. Uh, and We're going to talk about this commissioned episode from Jordan Pierce and who will replace the Avengers. What teams... What what will the team dynamics be in in phase four, five, and six? Um, 
I think another option, and this is similar to what we just talked about, but is that we will have an Avengers versus some other team. Yeah. Um, an Avengers versus uh, an X-Men. Because they, they, do, they do have to go somewhere from... Avengers have been a team. They've been you know, dealing with all these issues. They had Avengers Civil War where they fought themselves. Or, I'm sorry, that's Captain America Civil War where they fought themselves. They had Avengers... Uh, Infinity War is kind of a big deal. And now they've got to go somewhere from there. And I think it is likely that we'll go something like Avengers versus another team. Um, and, and a few teams that I think would be interesting are the ones we just talked about, Fantastic Four and X-Men, uh, because uh, the, I, th- I think we're going to get a chance to see two different hero teams, um, either with different goals or the same goal, but just like either versus or combining forces, um, where they're decidedly different teams, Yeah, but they, they have to fi- figure out a way to work together. Or yeah. fight each other. One of those two things. I or like more likely fight each other than work together because that's how hero, <laughs> hero movies work. I like the idea of um, Tony gets the gauntlet, thinks that he can bring everybody back and make the world better. Like if I make these people that come back stronger, uh, you know, give them the X gene, mm-hmm. then they can defend the world. And then these people have the X gene. And, you know, they all have some sort of power that might develop when they come back or whatever. But then as that gets discovered and people, you know, see that, they start to think like, oh, no, maybe these people do need to be gone away. And then the X-Men are fighting for their right to live in the universe. Yeah. Like fighting for their (laughs) right to survive. I don't know that that's... Uh, in any way what they'll do, but I don't think that's a bad idea at all. The idea of Tony Stark uh, or or whoever brings them back, bringing them all back with powers. I mean, I could see, like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. I was going to say, I could see like someone younger and a little more uh, uh, creative creating the X-Men. I don't know. But that, uh, I, I, like I, I like that. I like that sort Ooh, Cassie could be good. I like that idea. Um, but I kind of don't like it for it ruins some of the X Men allegory. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It, it, it is sort of like uh, a weird. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm real torn. This is an interesting idea we've come up with, <laughs> um, where part of me thinks it lessens the allegory because it removes the idea that these people are born the way they're born. And so you're just hating people for the way they're born. Um, and it kind of introduces the idea of these people are mad scientist experiments. Uh, what I don't like about it is it takes away the narrative of sort of racism and uh, homophobia that they've used in the comic books to, that they've used to illustrate who the X-Men are as kind of like an allegory for those things. Um, yeah. But what I do like about it is that it could make me hate the X-Men. Like, like, I could see, just like I'm on the side of fearing Ultron, like, like if, the X, if, if, if the X-Gene was a creation of Tony Stark, it gives me a reason to be suspect of it. But I'm like, <laughs> maybe oh, he no. was wrong. Like, he is Tony Stark, and he makes bad decisions sometimes. And, like, 
Like if Often. it's if if God creates the X Men, it's hard to be like, well, they were born that way. It's hard. To, it's hard to hate them. Uh, but if 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 someone with a God complex creates X Men, <laughs> then it becomes a little easier to be on that side. And maybe through that through that narrative device, they could put us on both sides of the argument in a way that they didn't really in the comics. And maybe yeah. maybe even. Let it help us see sort of the sides of things that maybe were harder to see uh, when you're purely on the X-Men side, which maybe you should be, but maybe that's something they can bring people to instead of uh, sort of spoon-feeding it. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's, that's interesting. What if uh, Tony, in order to try to kind of fix everything, you know, resets – not resets, but like kind of in the middle of everything, implants – uh, X gene or whatever in all of the in like the populace in the past, so that whenever Thanos does eventually show up, these people are either triggered to have their powers come out or you know have had powers for a little while. So he does get his time travel shenanigans and does try to kind of undo things, but he tries to undo it on the like Thanos does come to Earth and all of these people stand up to stop him. Like he just wants to bolster the team, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's not a bad thought. And then um, all it, of these people are born that way, and should be loved for the way that they're born. But they are still Tony Stark being dumb. Right, 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 right. Um, and 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 like it gives you that. In the comics, sometimes people are like they want to be cured of their mutinism, and like you can kind of see why they personally want to be cured. Yeah. Um, but you also be able to see, touch people. Yeah, but you also see like how it's taking away this ability she has, and is it sad that she uh, that they that she hates herself? I, you know, it's like it's like it's like it's a complex question, and people come down on all <laughs> all sides of these things, and it'd be interesting to give us that sort of reason to mistrust mutants, like inherently within the viewer, because <laughs> they're like this weird creation of Tony Stark. Yeah, that, that is definitely a good idea, and we should definitely expound on that more. I like it, uh, but we need to steer back toward who would be on teams. And yeah, um, no, no I, I like that. <laughs> this isn't this cast isn't necessarily supposed to be about how they're going to bring in Fox, but it's it's definitely on our minds. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's on the radar for phase four or five you know and that's what we're talking about is the future yeah it's true um fox is definitely in our future especially with the the fox shareholders uh having approved it and comcast retracting their bid like we're smooth sailing as long as the government approves it at this point right and so let's talk about these specific battle matchups um so if you had fantastic four versus the avengers what interests you most about that matchup uh, how fast the Fantastic Four can get shit stomped. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, I mean, Mr. Fantastic is super smart, but that only helps when he's got time to prepare. Right, well, what if he does have time to prepare? If he does have time to prepare, then that would be a hell of a fight, because That's, he's yeah, preparing think, everybody for... But you've also got Tony Stark. the Avengers are throwing at him. You've also got Tony Stark on the other side, who's also very smart. Or will you have Tony? Stark? I guess we're 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 assuming he's not. That's active. the real question. We're, we're assuming he's not active. So, but you still may have other other very smart beings on the side of the Avengers. Um, uh, I don't I don't know what what excites me more about that matchup. Um, 
I do I do really like the idea you mentioned magic earlier with Doctor Doom and if Doctor Doom's in any way related to this whole thing, um if he's like the reason they're fighting or like kind of doing the Zemo thing, um it would be interesting to see him actually command magic as he does in the comic books, um, but it be sort of related to the wizardry of Doctor Strange, and then you have Doctor Strange going up against Doom, uh, which could be cool. Um, what would interest you most about an X-Men versus an Avengers battle? Like, are there certain matchups that would be interesting to you? Um, kind of. I, I like, I'd like to see what the MCU does with, like, adamantium versus vibranium. Right. Will they finally answer the question? Yeah. Um, and even if it's not that Cap is still around, like, his shield can still be around. Or, um... Yeah, whose claws are better? Black Panther versus Wolverine would yeah. be a phenomenal fight to see. That would be super fun. I also, just because I've seen it in the comics and love it, I want to see Spider-Man and Wolverine on the screen together. Yeah. Like, I don't even care what they do. They could fight. They could friend, whatever. Um, but I really <laughs> want to see them on the screen together. They're just, yeah. you know, they're two of the biggest comic book characters when as I was growing up. You know, the 90s, Spider-Man and... Wolverine are just all over. Oh yeah, the place. those two animated shows in the nineties. Oh yeah, for sure. Killed it. Like that's my childhood. The most interesting battle, and I haven't mentioned them yet, but the most interesting battle to me would be the Avengers versus the Illuminati. Yeah, there. Mm, if that that's if that hard was to say if that was a theme for like because say, say like we talked about we talked about possibly bringing in Namor. Uh, yeah. we, we talked about Tony Stark not being an active Avenger anymore. We talked about um, how Doctor Strange isn't necessarily part of the team. He might just be someone who uh, consults when there's a mystical issue or whatever. Uh, and what if we see the Avengers going up against something and all these new Avengers, and it, and then and then it kind of like in the last move, like you don't know what the, what's causing all of this. And then you realize it's like the Illuminati working behind the scenes to thinking they're doing something good, but they've been like, uh, and and then you have the sort of new Avengers, the all new Avengers that are, um, kind of all different. Yeah. The new, the all new, all different Avengers that we're going to have coming in, 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 in phase four sort of go up against almost like the, 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 the groundwork that was laid, you know, like Tony Stark leading. And it's again, Tony Stark being on the wrong side of history, but, uh, Tony Stark, Tony Stark with the help of Stephen Strange and Namor. And I forget who, I don't even know who, Oh yeah. They're black bolt. (laughs) I don't think they're bringing him back. (laughs) Well, the, the six Illuminati members are Tony Stark, black Panther, Mr. Fantastic, black bolt, Namor, and, uh, professor X. Oh, ah, okay. Well, that even more interesting because <laughs> when you get in Professor X involved, you probably have uh, the X Men at his disposal. So, yep, uh, you could have you could have the X Men as like agents of the Illuminati fighting in this battle. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that they maybe they don't even know it, and then maybe in the end, the X Men have to team up with the Avengers to fight the Illuminati. Uh, that could be. That that all could be very interesting. Um, I just I love the idea of the Illuminati versus the Avengers. It's just way, 
<laughs> the only, only, only I can't imagine them uh, putting the word Illuminati in the title of an Avengers movie because it's too fraught with like real life conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, that people would be like, <laughs> "What are they?" Confirmed. People are like, "What is Marvel doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Avengers versus the Illuminati. <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> Avengers versus QAnon. What is that? Um, <laughs> like, you know, it, it's just. Yeah, that's. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't that's think I don't think that's happening. Can... But I could see a six-man team that is the Illuminati. Maybe not named that <laughs> being in being in these movies. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love. I really love that idea of like the secret cabal of heroes that are doing shady things to protect the world. <laughs> You keep okay, so I led you into All New All Different, right? Uh-huh. For your All New All Different Avengers. That's the name of the team post Secret Wars when okay. all the universes were kind of uh reset into one like unified universe. They were called the All New All Different Avengers. Uh and then you just said Cabal, which is a group, but it's like the Illuminati, but bad guys. <laughs> Okay. Well, I just and it's yeah, it's Namor, Emma Frost, Doctor Doom. I was just using Osborne. the general noun to, of Cabal, but yeah, <laughs> you can't just be throwing words around like that, man. <laughs> Not um, a Marvel podcast, indeed. Well, we got one more option for how this these teams could could shake out. What what do we what do we got? Yeah, there, Jeff, replacing the teams entirely. Like no more. No more core Avengers team. Like, everything that we've talked about so far is a core Avengers team dealing with a new threat. But if we're assuming that Cap and Tony are no longer a thing, we're not making the assumption that the Accords go away. Like, that seems to be a a, a thing that is going to maintain. Um, with that, it's possible that the government can instate something similar to like the 50 state initiative that they did in comics where, you know, we have multiple teams that are, you know, government sanctioned in various places like West coast Avengers, uh, you know, great lakes Avengers, um, you know, the young Avengers, Avengers Academy, um, see new Avengers, etc. I, I gotta say, I thought of option four a little differently. It, to me, option four that we're discussing is to just replace the team with any number of possible teams. And yes, yeah. all of those things you just mentioned are possible teams they could use. Avengers Academy, uh, the 50 States Initiatives, um, the Illuminati, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, all these things. But like A-Force. Just having their... Their tentpole movie is no longer Avengers. Their tentpole movie... Like the Avengers story is those four movies and it's over. You know what I mean? Like, and now we're starting a new chapter in the Marvel cinematic universe and it's kind of the, the tentpole movies will be something different. And I don't know what that would be. It could be Illuminati. It could be, uh, I, d- I doubt it again because of the weird real world implications of Illuminati. Uh, but it could be <laughs> all new Avengers, all new, all different Avengers. It could be some smaller teams in the, in the 50 state initiative. It, I just don't know. I don't know what it would be. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being stuff like Young Avengers to appeal to, you know, 
those younger audiences, uh, West Coast Avengers to have people like Simon Williams and Hawkeye and you know, Beast, you know, those kinds of characters be a thing for for the people who like those. Uh, you know, Great Lakes Avengers, including some of the Canadian uh, or, or Canadian or, members or Alpha Flight for that matter, or Alpha Flight for um, exactly. And that. see, all that's all that's great, and I do think the it is interesting the idea of creating whole new teams. But all that sounds like it all sounds like solo movies to me. What is the big movie? What is the big tentpole movie in a Phase Four called? Is, is what I keep coming back to and I can't think of anything but Avengers and maybe it's a lack of creativity on my part but I can't think of another movie uh, another tentpole movie well nothing has that kind of ring to it right well th- there's nothing in the um, the Avengers are the big team they are the big world protecting team um I mean yeah I just can't think of anything to replace it really really replace it there, there's definitely the idea of a lot of smaller teams, but they just feel like solo movies to me. They don't feel like where we're going to get have all the people coming together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we could see stuff like... Uh, I don't want to say Guardians, because, like... Right. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, but... Yeah, um, Champions was a, was a thing. Well, um, was that a team? In the- yeah, that was a that was a team that um, Hercules led up, and Ghost Rider was on it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like we've talked about Marvel Knights being in the Netflix thing, but yeah, I'd love I'd love a Marvel Knights series. Um, or or you it know, still just doesn't seem like a temple kind of. It does for uh, the Netflix, but not for the movies. And I and I yeah. I like this idea of of having the phases and not even phases but like decades of marvel movies separated by a different type of movie like them not being called avengers anymore like that being a self-contained story that ran through three movies or four movies uh and really in in reality ran through like 22 movies but i just can't think of anything that looms quite as large as avengers yeah um i mean there's not much that can like Defenders would be a fantastic group name, but that's already been used within the sure. universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it kind of it's it's so similar to Avengers that it's yeah, it, it's sort of an intentionally elicit, uh, it evokes Avengers. So, so I think I, as much as I like that idea, I don't, I can't think of a good team to replace the Avengers. If any of you guys have ideas for a good replacement team. Because for me, I feel like the the anywhere they go from Avengers is a step down. Infinity Watch, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I do think the X Men will be a thing in this phase, and I think the Fantastic Four will be a thing in this phase. And I think that I mean they're gonna have to do something with the stone, so I think the Illuminati could be a thing. Um, but I think it's more likely we're gonna have Avengers versus or with or and one of these other teams instead of trying to replace the Avengers. Cause I think the Avengers are going to persist. If nothing else, Spider-Man will make them go on. He just <laughs> yeah. became one. It can't end. I think he would be a part of like new or young Avengers and splitting up the Avengers into a bunch of sex would probably be like, it's the smart thing strategically as far as defending the, the world. Sure. 
and it could be a, a smart thing so that you could it's it's like you break up the intensity that is Avengers because like Avengers is super serious but you could have you know a, a different feel for each Avengers type of movie like the yeah. West Coast Avengers has their own feel of, I'm totally know, with you on that being a great idea for solo films that lead to a bigger thing if they keep this model and they may scrap this model who knows he says it's going to be very different going forward and they may just scrap the model of having these big tent poles that uh, combine all of the stories into one big story. I think it's more going to be that we're not going to see the the huge team-up movies anymore. We're going to have sets of small team-up movies and then, you know, we're there's you can't get away from like the big, you know, world-ending event that has to be stopped by literally everybody coming together. Like you can't get away from that. That's got to be you know, that's your secret invasion, that's your secret wars, that's your uh, Galactus, that's your, you know, all of those things. Like, those those are your Avengers movies, and that might be time in, like, Phase 5 for, like, Avengers Reassembled. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But I think for a little bit, for a few years, though, we're gonna not see one cohesive Avengers team that's going to be the thing. Like we're going to see those smaller, smaller team movies and then bring them together for the big thing. Yeah. Um, I just, I think at least up till now, I just don't know what they're going to do if they don't do that. If they're not going to have, uh, those tentpole Avengers movies, I just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, I'm super excited to see where this all goes. And I think we're, I think that's about all our talk. Thank you again to Jordan Pierce for supporting on Patreon Thank and you, for, uh, and for, for commissioning an episode this week. Uh, it's awesome. We really enjoyed this conversation and, uh, we'll be back with some news and feedback in a few days. Um, that'll be cool. And we hope to, uh, we hope you all have a good a uh, good day. Uh, if you want to support the cast and get some really good food, you can uh, get sixty dollars off, uh, twenty dollars off of your first three boxes uh, by visiting HelloFresh.com uh, slash MCUcast sixty and enter the promo code MCUcast sixty. Yeah, that's sixty dollars off, people. It's a good deal. It's a solid deal. Solid. And it really does help us out. This is our first time having a sponsor, and uh, you know, you guys going and using promo codes is will what what will get us more sponsors. So it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, I hope you all dig it. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash mcucast, like Jordan Pierce did, and you can commission episodes, like he did, like this one. Uh, You got a better idea for an episode? Do it. Patreon.com. $3 level gets you a commissioner an episode. You get put in the queue to commission an episode, so... Uh, we've almost gone through the whole queue. We're about to hit the last couple people and then loop over and start again. So go ahead and join in. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks so much. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.